You are listening to episode number 10 of Access Point. Now, unfortunately, Stuart can't make this episode, so you are just stuck with me. But don't worry, I will keep it keep it, keep it pretty short for you. Um, there's just a few things I wanted to, um, to go over. So I'm recording this just before the Game Awards. So this is the morning of the Game Awards. So we will cover the... Uh, the outcome of that in, in next week's episode, obviously, because I'm not a mind reader or psychic. So uh, we'll wait till next week and we'll, we'll make sure to go over all that. This is, however, the morning after the launch of the Halo campaign, the Halo Infinite campaign. So that went live yesterday. I actually totally forgot about it. And it was only when I saw my uh, Steam downloading bar at the bottom just going along. And I thought, what, what's going on here? And I realized that it was auto-downloading campaign for me so that was that was a nice surprise so now i know stuart has also been playing halo campaign so uh you know breaking news uh so i'll be really interested to find out his thoughts um after you know the game has appeared a few times in the last couple of weeks in our conversation so i'd be fascinated to find out what stuart thinks but as it's only been one evening so far again next week we'll we'll discuss our thoughts on the halo campaign which we should have both finished by then i would imagine so far, it was. Do you know what? I had really good fun. The, the campaign downloaded, installed. My evening started, and I sat there with a pizza, with some apple squash, like a twelve-year-old, and um, turned all the lights off, apart from a little lamp, and I just sat down and played Halo on my own. I've got a new screen as well. I don't know if you've seen my, my socials. I've got a, I've got a nice brand new screen. It looks beautiful, and I just sat there and enjoyed the experience of Halo. It was really nice to have the the intro music and like the action and the story involved. I thought it was it was a great start to the campaign, and I'm really enjoying it. Let's hope that carries on and there's no weird stuff they've put in there. So we'll find out next week. I am disappointed that the co-op isn't active yet. It's a bit of a shame. That's not going to be until like next year. I think did it say February or March next year. It's a bit weird, but it's fine. We've got the campaign to play and multiplayer. So like I said, we'll go into more detail next week on Halo. The next piece of news I wanted to cover was a company called Limited Run Games. Now, this is a, a company, and they are a publisher of, as, as their website says here, Limited Run Games is a publisher of, you guessed it, Limited Run physical games for a number of systems. That includes uh, Nintendo Switch, uh, PlayStation 4, the Vita. Strangely enough, that's a strange one to, to uh, support. But hey, that's great that you're still getting new titles because I know the Vita is a pretty cool machine. Uh, PSVR and PC, plus lots of retro consoles. Now, I don't know if they're going to be expanding that, but that's what they're doing right now. I think they've been running about five years. And it goes back to, as we were discussing last week, about the Evercade system, about this, this love for physical copies of games again. Because we've said before, once the digital store decides to... They don't want that game out anymore, or the publisher says, nope, we don't want to push that game anymore. They can pull it at any time they want. And I think that's becoming more and more of a problem with the more platforms that are appearing and people kind of not bothering to do physical releases because it's hard work and expensive. So I totally understand why you wouldn't do a physical release. However, what Limited Run Games are doing is, is just brilliant, creating like special editions of digital-only games so you can actually buy the copy of it. Love what they do. Really fantastic. Check them out on Twitter. They're super active. 
Um, but what I did want to flag up is that they are the one of the, I think it was one of the founders, one of the one of the main men there, where, which is Josh Fairhurst. You can follow him on Twitter as well. He announced that they are opening a physical store as well. Now, this is so exciting. And he says here about it being one of his like boyhood dreams to open his own physical game store. And I was thinking about this. And there's a few pictures on Twitter if you want to check it out. What is, it's a weird, weird scenario that we've got that we all know that games are like the biggest entertainment industry you know in the world bigger than films everything but the game stores have never really they've never recovered from when you know back in the heyday when i was when i was growing up you know back in the um 90s there was game stores everywhere everyone was opening a game store and i used to love just browsing all the trading games chatting to the, the people behind the counter you know telling them what new games they've got in and really miss that and they've just disappeared they've just completely gone away haven't they i mean i don't know whether it's the the um introduction of like ebay and that sort of you know trading looking for money all the time always trying to turn turn the rare games over i don't know what it is i assume that's not helped but the fact that they're opening a physical store is absolutely wonderful i really hope they're successful with it because i think we need more we need more of these physical stores and so it's no good to me. This is this is absolutely useless to me because I'm they're in America. They're to run games. So I think this is actually in um, North Carolina, somewhere in North Carolina, um, McGregor Village, if that means anything to anybody. But check their Twitter out because there's a there's a link to, to everything there. So um, really excited. I'm definitely going to follow along. The design looks really cool. It's really sort of a retro style design that they've done at the store. And I would love to have one near me. So, um, again, bravo to Limited Run Games. And what a great service they are doing to the games industry, especially for people like me who like buying shiny physical copies of stuff. Yeah, love it. Really good news. I did also see that PlayStation have now entered the monthly subscription to have games, you know, deal, which is fair enough. Um, I don't know too much about it, to be honest. But, I mean, it was inevitable that they were going to do this. You know, Nintendo have got theirs now. Obviously, Xbox have got theirs and PlayStation have, have thought, well, we're missing out here, so let's join in. And they are totally entitled to, I totally get why, but I'm just getting so sick of subscriptions for everything in my life now. It's just getting just getting out of hand, isn't it? I mean, I know it's the way the way the world's going, you know. There's I've got Amazon Prime, I've got Netflix, you know, I've got Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. I don't know where you know, because now the thing is, now you're now having to be selective again about which it, it kind of goes back to how it was with physical games, where you had to sort of pick your lane. You pick, you are a you know, you're a Sega person. You you buy Sega games now. You can't afford to buy both, and it's going to get to the point now where I can't afford subscriptions to all like five six services now. I'm going to have to pick a platform to invest in. And now, don't say this out loud. Thank God Steam hasn't got a subscription service and you can actually buy the games and keep them on Steam because I tell you what, I mean, they, I know Steam take a fair, they take 30% of every sale that, that a developer makes on Steam. So they, they make a fair chunk, 30%. But for the end user, obviously you don't see any of that. But I really hope that Steam don't follow suit and go down the monthly sub idea. I'm not a fan of that. That also brings me to the next piece, which is the Epic Game Store. Now, I know they've got a lot of criticism, Epic, I understand, you know, uh, but they do give a better percentage to developers. I think they give like, is it, they only take, is it 12 or 
for every sale. So they do they are better for the developer here because they do give you more money. Um, which of course they're just trying to undercut Steam, which is I totally understand. Uh, but what I do find is fascinating is they still give away two games every single month to your account. And my Epic Store library, I've I think I've bought one game a couple of weeks ago, which is I can't even remember what it was now. I bought one game a couple of weeks ago on there. I think that's the only game I've ever bought. And I have I've got about 150 games on my Epic account. All sort of purchased. They're not limited time. They're not going to run out like the Xbox. They're, they're mine to own. And I've never paid for any of them because they give two every couple of weeks away for totally for free. And they're still doing it. And I just thought, if you're trying to build a library, because, you know, money is tight these days so we understand that with working and it's hard and you know the situation the fact that they're still giving away games i think is fascinating and it's a really great way of building up your library especially if you have um kids or someone even who's, who's getting older my advice would be set up an epic account and just in their name or whatever you wherever you want to set it up and just go there every couple of weeks and just collect the free games so when they are ready to play, they're going to have a huge back catalogue to play. So you're not pressured to keep buying games. I and mean, of course, they're not always the newest games and everything, but they're not like all the old sort of games that everyone's forgotten about. And there's some proper big titles that they give away totally for free. You know, I've got one of my favourite indie games, Dark. That was totally for free on there. There's Darksiders, tons, tons of stuff. I'm not going to go through them all. But if, you don't, if you're not collecting, just log in into your Epic account and just click it collecting the free games every week then or every couple of weeks then you, you really are missing out so make sure you are doing that this is a great way of building up a library especially for someone else if they're uh, getting into games and then suddenly they've got a whole library to play so can't knock epic, epic for that i think mean, that's a that's a really cool really cool service they're, they're giving away there so check that out um as for games i've been playing that's, that's the main thing i wanted to cover for the sort of news items this week now, as for things I've been playing, now, of course, as you heard, I've been playing Halo, the campaign and the multiplayer. I still think the multiplayer is good fun. I'm still enjoying that. I've also been playing um, some classic Sonic. Now, I have a little retro device called an Ambernic 351V. It looks like a little Game Boy, holds loads of ROMs, which, to be fair, I have a huge collection of retro games behind me. And I, so I own plenty of ROMs. So I was playing Sonic. The very first, well, not the very first, the, the Mega Drive, first Mega Drive one. And I realised the issue that I have with the Sonic games. Now, I really like Sonic games. I've always been a big fan. But there's always been something that's slightly bothered me about it. And I realised while I was playing it on the train to work a few days ago, the thing that I, I don't want to say don't like about it, but it's the problem that Sonic games have for me. And that is the, it gives me anxiety. Because it feels, it, it's so fast it feels like I'm missing out on all the level. Because some levels, you literally don't see any of it. You just, you hit one of the speed bumpers, you go around the loop, the loop, you press jump, you fly past everything, you bop on a couple of people's heads, and before you know it, you're at the end of the level. And I think, oh man, what have I missed? All the time. Now I know that is also very clever design, because I'm already thinking when I'm at the end of the level, what did I miss? Which means I'm more likely to go back and see what I missed. But every level you play is the same. So even if you if you go jump down low, you know there's tons and tons of platforms above you that you've totally missed. And there's little rings that you've missed and little bonuses and power-ups that you've missed. 
I think it's very close to being not unplayable for me, but it really does make me anxious playing it. And it bothers me every time I pick it up, which is a shame. Uh, but am I the only one? Please let me know if you've ever felt this in Sonic or any other game where you are feel like you're missing out um, just because of the style of the game, because of the speed or the level design. Uh, just be really interested if it's just me being an absolute maniac or not. So I just thought that was an interesting um, thought after 30 years of playing Sonic. I've realised what it was. Yeah, there we go. Um, as for other games, I'm still playing Blossom Tales, believe it or not. I got actually got a bit stuck on one of the um, one of the puzzles. It's such, I think I knew how to do it. I just could not do it. My, my stupid fingers wouldn't act quick enough. Um, but I'm still playing Blossom Tales, which is the like Zelda-like RPG. Um, brilliant. Absolutely loving it. I'm, I want to complete that before Blossom Tales 2 come out, which I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. So I've been playing that. Uh, and I've also introduced... I've got some family um, staying with us at the moment. And um, I had one of them come up to me and say, look... Last time we were here, you gave us a game. You plonked us in front of a game and played it. Now, I gave them Portal 2 <laughs> as a game because they're not really gamers. Uh, and I just thought Portal 2 was a great sort of introduction to puzzle solving. There's no sort of enemies to fight, you know. Okay, apart from the turrets, but you know what I mean? There's no monsters and enemies. It's just a puzzle using your brain, a bit of fun. And they absolutely loved playing it. So this time I said, okay, what have you got for us? I want something, again, something sort of, thinking and puzzly and you know something to sit down for an hour or two I said, okay so i chose dark now, <laughs> now the reason i chose dark was because of this mainly because of the sound design i really wanted them to experience wearing a pair of headphones sitting in the actual dark in front of a pc and just focusing on the audio of the game and solving the puzzles as they're going along and it was fascinating to watch him play and figure out the controls. Because when you start the game, it doesn't tell you anything. You are discovering it as it goes along. So it has that sort of, again, it's a fine line of, of leaving, the, leaving the, the player slightly disorientated because you don't really know what's going on. And it has the air about it. It is a dark game, believe, you know, believe it or not. And it leaves you with that, what is going on here? And what, what does this button do? It does have that sort of feel about it. And you could see that while they were playing, trying to figure out the buttons, and then you know, then they press a lever, and then you see them sort of jump as the, the audio kicks in with the game because it's absolutely mega the audio. So it was just fascinating to watch him play that, and um, I, I basically lost my PC for about three hours while we played. <laughs> so that was really cool. It was really nice to see. Um, again, Dark. I've bought Dark several times in different platforms, but I got this for free on the Epic Store. So you missed it now, but that's the quality of games you can get on the Epic Store. So there we go. Um, and also, while we're on the, the uh, subject of Dark, the developer, Vlad Marhulitz, again, I, I could talk about this man every week if, I, if, I, if you allowed me, but I won't. Um, but he has a book, which is the 10 Game Dev 10 Steps to Create Your Own Game. I don't have it in front of me. It's on my bookshelf. But if you're a developer and you want a, a book to sort of inspire you or to literally follow along on the steps you need to take to create a game and get it published and get it launched and everything that you need to do then his book is just phenomenal i'm not a developer and i found the book absolutely brilliant but he has just announced that he's releasing a hardback copy so i of course went on and bought it 
just to have another copy. So if you are interested in that, you can pick up the hard copy on Amazon or just the paperback on Amazon or the audio book or the Kindle version. It's everywhere. So I highly recommend that book. Absolutely brilliant if you're a developer or if you have any passing interest in just games and how they're made, then I think you'll find it fascinating, regardless if you develop or not. And that's about all the, the games I've played this week. I've been busy at work and I've been just playing Halo and, and that really. So that's all I have. I just wanted to say thank you to the nice feedback I've had for my latest video on YouTube. Um, if You can find me on IndieGameX on YouTube. And I did an unboxing of the Evercade system. Very weird to do, um, but it's gone down very well. It's very, it seems to be very popular, which is uh, you know strange to me, but it went down really well. So thank you to everybody who liked the video and watched it. I appreciate it. My next video on, on the channel will probably be my Game of the Year video, uh, but that's going to be an indie Game of the Year. And again, I've not played all the games, so it's going to be my opinion on my Game of the Year. It's my, my Game of the Year, not the Game of the Year. So that will be my next video, I expect. So uh, make sure you uh, check that out if you're, if you're interested. Uh, as for this channel, the Access Point World, Stuart and I are putting together our list of our, our games of the year, uh, which includes non-indie games, of course. So it's all games. So we've got a few that have, few that have creeped in there that, that aren't indie. So that'll be interesting to see where they rank against the indie games. Uh, so that will be in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully next week we can get Stuart back. Um, just work commitments make it awkward sometimes. Um, so we all know what that's like. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the kind feedback. And until next week, we'll see you soon. Goodbye.